Um, welcome to... I think it's trees. That would make sense, right? It's Christmas. Have we not done trees? No. We did leaves. Oh. Did, this leaves. is kind of like a sequel. Why didn't we do trees? Totally different thing. Spiritual I think we were saving it for this month. That would make sense. Okay. Like, I don't think it. there was that much. I think you're giving us more it. credit than we there, deserve. At one point, we actually thought about this a little bit. Okay. You want no? You wanted to do the boys and the G's. Yeah, I figured that Jesus. wasn't gonna fly. Yeah, it just doesn't. Why it not? just doesn't land. Mm. Oh it, yeah. Because it. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, you could explain the joke on the podcast. I'm going to. This is okay. Welcome to the boys and the G's. Uh, G's like means trees. Jesus, as in Jesus H. Christ. Oh, okay. Our yeah, Lord and funny. Savior. It's right, his we'll birthday. Happy birthday. This way we have the trees for later. Yeah. Do, do we want the trees later? Yeah, we'll want the trees. <laughs> I forgot to bring my trees. At some point. Uh, April, what would it be? April 20th. That's when we'll do the trees. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Weed. We could also just do the boys and the weed. So my my aunt told me a very funny story. Okay, it's not a funny story. It's really horrific. That was pretty funny already. So she hates cats because a cat uh, uh, took her money, lunch money when she was young or something. I don't know. And uh, her brothers, apparently, that I have never met, they would go hiking and go up on this hill. And her brothers would take cats by the tails and throw them. It's it's alarming behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've I've alarming heard. It's, well, I, was, I, I, I told her study psychology, behavior. so that, I find alarming. that alarming. I told. Well, I told. I asked her. I was like, "Did they kill people?" That was my first question. Like, because she was also she was talking about Dahmer. I was like, "That's some Dahmer shit," and she's like, "Yep." That was yeah. it. Well, I didn't make the cats ended. watch some shitty TV movie before they did it, so. <laughs> TV movie? Oh. Isn't that a thing like Dama? I was like, no, you leave after we watch yeah. the cartoon or whatever. No, it was The Exorcist 2. Did nobody <laughs> else watch? Yeah. Did nobody Damn. else watch Dahmer? No, I haven't no. seen it. No. That's did you? Good. I watched some of it. I heard it was pretty The Exorcist good? 2. Not it even, okay. yeah, not even the good Exorcist. I think the problem with it, Billy, is that they didn't want to jazz it up too much. Well, yeah, because then you're almost celebrating. Well, that and also just, I think, detract from the sort of like realism of it. Sure. So it wasn't like a real intense drama. And in that way, it was kind of slow. It was just depicted like relatively faithfully or something. I think so. Yeah. Gotcha. Which means that it just was, you know. Yeah, most. It wasn't. Real life stories aren't terribly interesting. Right, exactly. I mean, it, it would get uh, really interesting, right? You know, during the the murdering and whatnot. <laughs> but other than that, it was kind of just Jeffrey Dahmer being an awkward gay guy. Damn. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't that know. That does sound slow. It remind, it's it's kind of funny that you put it that way because I you meet a million different people, especially when I first went to film school. They're like, oh, you should make a movie about my life. I'm like. Not really. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> like, if Dahmer's not even that interesting the entire time, like, you work yeah, at GameStop. No, yeah, there's no fucking way you are. There's no way you're interesting if you work at GameStop. people actually say that? Oh, God, yeah. I've I could name heard, names of that's people. That's fucking pathetic, you man. Work in, yeah. A woman was writing something about, like, a social influencer, like, was the main character, and my note was that kind of makes her the antagonist automatically because they're the most useless people. And it's <laughs> very much autobiographical. So, um, uh, she didn't like me after that. 
What were those old, like, YouTube spam comments that used to be so popular? The reply girl things, you mean? I don't know. Sub for sub? No. Uh, sub for that sub was a big, was one, a big one. There were, like, there was, like, like bait, you know what I mean? Like, like this comment if... Oh, that I still kind of goes that. on, though. Does it? Yeah. Not I as much. There were more. I avoid would, like, the comments entirely now. The biggest spam thing that I always remember when you could do uh, video replies, like reply girl oh, stuff. Oh, that's how that's people, what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's I forgot. Where about like that. every popular video, there would just be like hot women that posted like a, a nonsense short video in the comment section to get upvoted huh. and get attention. That sounds funny. You hand me the shot glass. Billy's just grabbed a fucking jug of fireball <laughs> and, then, yeah, and then reached for a shot glass. Sticky. Yeah. Yeah, it's fu- I'm pouring fireball. Didn't we on all it. drink out of it last time? Yeah. Even we did. Are we passing that around? I mean, I'm I would be so drunk. That's like I'm not the, drinking that. That's like the coffee mug with the with the coffee stains in it. You don't wash it. That's where the extra flavor yeah, comes from. Flavor comes or the from. cracker in the center of the center of the room. At, what? Y'all y'all have never played. Well, I guess that was a cookie. Okay, cookie. Yeah, okay. I get, I get the joke now. I didn't, I didn't associate well, I didn't cracker well. with it. I told it very poor. There's another name for it, too, with a different food, isn't there? There's one with a cracker, and I don't remember it. Uh, so I like uh, I like Christmas music. How about you? No, it sucks balls. It's terrible. Hate it. All of it? Yes, all of it. I tolerate it in the month of December. Outside no. of December, it makes me angry. Even what? on Christmas itself, no. Really? Yeah. What? No. Yeah, well, I, I used it. to work at uh, at Home Depot. Oh, yep. yeah, I can and imagine it getting grading at retail. Yeah, I mean, it was like the day after Halloween, they start playing Christmas music, and it, it continues through the new year. That's what I do. When I worked at an office and I controlled the music, October 1st, it was Christmas music until January Dude, it's 7th. So I'm upset. Give me the I handle. Don't... I'm upset. Give me the handle. What do you even like about it? It's just, it's so boring and all right it's it's like so it's like saying i like candy and then you just eat nothing but sugar and you just eat spoonfuls of sugar it's uh, gross leave it by you no you... get it away from me okay fair enough <laughs> get it away DJ had to drink get that got, naked pa mad. out here <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, uh, i like christmas music billy do you actually yeah which, hold on, what's your favorite Christmas song? I, I just like it as like a, like an ambiance. It kind sets of thing. a it's, nice mood. Even the yeah. old, like actually, especially the old, I like old like standards kind of Christmas music too. I think the reason I like it and the reason most people who like it do like it, well, at least for me, I associate it with being a child and the excitement of Christmas time as a kid. Which, it's always the same songs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, roughly. It's like the the old songs. stuff is, for me, is a lot better than like the modern Christmas pop. I'll admit that a lot of Christmas music is very milk toast and simple, but for some reason, as simple as it is, it's hard to make like a really good Christmas song that lasts years and years and years. Because but it doesn't, so many though. It just, gets, it just gets reused and recycled. It's not like it stands the test of time. It's just, ah! it's it's like it's seven songs with different people singing them. But it's like if it was yeah. if it was so like simple and you know milk toasty, I feel like every year we would have a song that is just like because like to me the last major Christmas song is that Mariah Carey one, and I that's agree. almost thirty years ago. I think the rest of like modern popular Christmas songs are they're trying and it doesn't work. Well, they're covers. Yeah, no, that's true too. 
Uh, Sia tried to make like an original. It's hard to make an original one that sticks around. Is what well, I think. You know, the, I, uh, there's the MF Doom Christmas album. I was just going to say the MF uh, Doom Christmas album, which I genuinely and really like because I feel it. like a lot. Oh, we should play some. Yeah, um, calm down. I feel like a lot of those old Christmas songs are so bland and boring, but they make for really good samples. And then when you jazz them up with some other stuff, does sound really good, like, dude. The oh. Grinch song, yeah, MF Grinch with the with the Grinch. It the beat is crazy. It's Here, so the good, sample man. is perfect. So, yeah. so here's good, my yeah. problem with that. You introduced it as the MF Doom Christmas album, and it makes me upset because it's just someone else's project putting beats under MF Doom. Yeah, which yeah. always kills it for me because I'm pissed that MF Doom never had a real Christmas album. Did he not it put it out? No. no, it was um, it was oh, just it's, it's just like a old, mashup. Yeah, it's yeah. like old acapellas, oh, and the guy just did the beats and put the acapellas over it. I'm down with that. But he did such an amazing job, regardless. Yeah. No, it, I mean, it, even it, if it's not original, it's MF Doom done yeah. very well. But yeah, it, it is bad, too bad that like uh, MF Doom and Adult Swim never put out a proper Christmas album with all the MF Doom Christmas stuff they used to do. Because like, it been crazy good. That Grinch song, I'm not a fan of, but I could see how people would be able to utilize it. With the whole thing of Christmas music relating back to childhood, though, for me, I don't get that. Or I just have very bad memories of Christmas music in childhood. For me, it's uh, like it's Christmas tree smell and cold are the things that really remind me of of a childhood Christmas. It's at least partially that for me, because like a newer like Christ- smells are more like that shit like trigger like a baking lot, yeah. stuff, apple pie. Yeah, well, not necessarily, but like the like sweet smell of like baking stuff, you know, like right. stuff being mm-hmm. baked and uh, and like pine and all that, and like stepping on pine needles with bare feet and going ah fuck. Yeah, there there was I can actually I know what you're talking about. There was a time in my life where I can say that was the happiest I ever was. It was a specific moment. Mm-hmm. It was during a blizzard. We had a snow day, and I played Simpsons Hit and Run on GameCube. And that oh. is the happiest. Dude, Hit and Run is so fucking good. I love that fucking game. Dude, and I, I only had Road Rage. It was one of oh, those snowstorms where it was like 3.30, and it was already dark because there was so much mm-hmm. cloud cover and snow. Yeah. And I can point to that and go, that's the happiest I was ever in my I life. I can absolutely relate to that. Yeah, everything since then has been downhill. I wouldn't go that far. No, I would. I, I don't know. There's peaks and valleys. For me, the, there's kind of a mix. There's there's kind of a bittersweet feeling with Christmas. I do have some fond memories as a kid of getting excited and, you know, the Christmas tree and the hot chocolate and, and the presents and all that. But then I hit this... I'll be the Eeyore in the group. I hit this point in my life where, like, I... You know, I have, like, seasonal depression and... Depression in general just winter brings it out and there's this mm. sad thing when you you know you you have to be around like extended family and stuff and they're all like how are you doing and like you just mm. want to say pretty oh, you know life sucks i'm miserable i fucking mm. hate everything and i want to die how about <laughs> you but you can't do that you have to pretend to be happy and good and you kind of have to lie it's and put a positive spin on on what's going on in your life when in reality you're just working part-time at the home depot and scraping by and escaping from reality with weed and video games <laughs> and that and has christmas kind of, and that has kind of overtaken for me the the feeling of nostalgia i now more closely associate christmas with that even though recently really like the past few years of my life at least 
it's been a lot better. I still get the, the seasonal effective thing going yeah, on. Yeah, I get that I'm, real bad. I at least, you know, can, I don't know, it's it's much less painful to interact with people around the holidays now. Dude. Because uh, my life isn't a dumpster fire. The only time I didn't have any, like, seasonal effective depression disorder stuff, the one year where it never touched me was the one year when I was a snowboard instructor. Has everything uh, to do with it. You should go snowboarding more, I guess. That kind of makes sense. sense. Yeah. You just should. Yeah, I need to. It's expensive, uh, man. There was the one way where it was cheap, where I think for $200 for a whole season, right? they had the uh, GISP at Bromley, where you'd it's all volunteer instructors, and you get rentals free for the season. Those $200, you'd carpool with other people if yeah. your parents didn't have snow tires, and every week, through the whole winter, That's once cool. a week. Yeah, That's so cool. It was, it was actually, Hold, yeah. It's winter. Yeah, it was actually affordable, though, which right. is why I did it. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay, so what is the most... Like Christmas music, but go ahead. What is the most memorable Christmas present you guys ever got as far as you were the most happy about getting it or excited to get it? And what is the strangest Christmas present you've ever gotten? And what is the worst Christmas present you've ever gotten? Best, strangest, worst. Yeah. Interesting. I think best was probably uh, PlayStation 2. Yeah, that's, that's a, a good fucking one. Banger. That's a. I mean, I think the best console. It's the I, console. It yeah, um. You know. It was. I think it might have been that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, strangest. I don't know. I never really got like weird Christmas presents. I feel like I don't know. Yeah, I, that's a I, tough I one. Think of I can't even weird. think of, of one for that. Um. But like worst, I mean, I was like fucking like socks and shit. Obviously, I love that. getting socks now though. No, like now, yeah, yeah sure. But when but you're younger, I understand. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know. I, I, that's all I got. Isn't it funny how when you're a kid, adults tell you stuff like you're gonna love getting socks when you're older, and you you never believe them, and then mm. you get older, and it really does happen. Like, and it happens with a ton of stuff like that. You know what I mean? Where like yeah. you're a kid, an adult tells you that something's going to happen to you. It seems so impossible to you at the time. And then you get older and you're like, me want sock for Christmas. <laughs> the, the, mm, the, sock. The, the fucking, the, the passion boner I get for getting a new sweater. Yes, yeah, sweater. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's, it, I'm fucking rock hard off, off of a new sweater. So, sweater. yeah, I used to hate clothes, but now like getting like something nice so clothes wise, nice. like regardless of what it is, like just some kind of like yeah. upper high quality. Like my mom bought me a like sheets like nice bed oh, sheets and God. it's like that is like the best or top three christmas present i've gotten in the last like <laughs> 10 PlayStation years PlayStation two sheets and yeah. i get it it's true it's like top three that i've ever gotten they're so nice yeah um, like high thread count yeah. just oh jesus yeah. dude so i had to tell my mom too but it's uh i hate like socks would be cool but I fucking hate getting any clothes for Christmas. Really? Yes, because I am very, very stubborn about what I will and will not wear. It's got to be black. No, but it's really. I've just not exactly, but also yes, kind of. <laughs> but it's I'm so fucking particular because I got like a year or two ago, I got like an Orvis flannel. I think for me, my I think for my dad, and it's really nice. It's like a very expensive flannel. Yeah. It just, I do not, I hate the pattern and color and uh, it doesn't fit right. And mm-hmm. it sucks because it's something they got me with love and I'll never wear it. Yeah, I understand. I that. feel like for clothes stuff, gift cards to like nice clothing stores is a good option, right? 
So you don't end up buying something that doesn't quite fit right or match sensibilities, but you still are gifting nice clothes in a way. I, so I, I have strong feelings about gift cards because I, I, I understand card? it's so on, on the one hand, it's like, okay, I, I, you know, at least there's some thought in like, I think you would like spending money at this store or whatever, but objectively a gift card is just less useful than cash. It's bad money. <laughs> it's just worse money because it's you can only spend money. it. It's not worth any more than it would be if it was just cash. I would, it's just it's like worth less. A, a $40 gift card is just. But I mean, it, it's more directed than cash, right? Sure. I mean, they it's could still want just to a get soulless you. gift though. No, no it's, it's not. not. It, I, it's I wouldn't not say soulless. that. It's, it's money definitely. or gift cards are not soulless gifts. If my. Yeah. Any if, gifts not soulless. If any of my family got me a gift card to Guitar Center, it would be amazing because I'd go, oh, I got to make a Guitar Center trip and then have like 50 or 100 bucks off of something I really want that I picked out myself. Is cash better yes undisputed but it's cash is more soulless no uh, neither of them are soulless I don't know. it is, yeah, I, it I don't is think either giving someone money is literally shaving off time of your life and handing it to somebody that's all that's that's exactly what it is but it's more quantified than it is qualified like it's more of it puts the quantity more in your head rather than the thought because it's I a thought that shots, what counts. I understand that I guess sure yeah like, if I just got a bunch of weed and ammunition for Christmas, I'd be happy. I think the thing about a gift card to somewhere like Guitar Center is it says, I'm getting you this and you're not allowed to spend it on something practical. You have to spend this on something that you're going to enjoy as a hobby yeah. or whatever. But if it's something like Walmart, it's like... That's awesome, too. I mean... It, Cash but is, cash is always cash, better. you know. But or Amazon. At least for like like a guy Amazon's like TJ great. getting something for Guitar Center, it's like obviously he's gonna spend that. But it's the gift cards where it's like, I don't really go here ever. I don't leave That's a re gift. I don't remember yeah, ever yeah, going to uh, Red Lobster. But uh, <laughs> I guess I'm going to Red Lobster. Well that's kinda why there is that's kinda why there is where it's not a soulless thing, right? Because if you get a gift card to a place where it's you know you get it from yeah. It it works, you know. Let's get everybody gift cards to like Jimmy John's or something. <laughs> yeah, just things you can't use yeah. around here. Right. Like where the closest place is like eight yeah. hours away. <laughs> the Whataburger gift yeah. card in <laughs> Vermont. Yeah. Dude, listen to this noise my ass makes when I pivot on the chair. Well, what are you doing, you silly goose? Wait, Put the mic listen, down there. Listen, yeah. yeah. I love, I love how you just pointed it directly at your crotch. Yeah. It worked. I can hear it. Yeah. This is now an ASMR podcast. <laughs> TJ got, got squeaky clean buns right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, stop doing that. Yeah, TJ's bottomless, by the way. That's the sound of his bare ass cheeks on leather. <laughs> just got assless chaps on. <laughs> I it's realized cold, this was you know, you got to keep his wood. legs warm. Yeah, the friction. Uh, so my best gift was probably, so when I was like five, this is going to go into weird fucked up territory, but when I was five, I got one of those like plastic Jeeps. You oh, ride yeah. around the yard yeah. and shit. Electric. Power wheels. Yes. And then during my, my parents, uh, wildly volatile divorce, I destroyed it with a pole. I just broke it. Kind of cool. Yeah. Fair I enough. beat the fucking shit what out of it. Chad. Until it was, yeah, no, it was fucked up and. My mom was like, what's wrong with him to my doctor? And he's like, oh, he's mad. 
Sick. What's wrong? And that was the end of that. Easy. Actually, you know, I think I do have something for Strange. Okay. But it does make sense. But it was the first thing that I was given to open. Okay. And it was sugar cubes. Huh. <laughs> did they did they give it to you on a flat Were hand? Were you drinking a lot of tea? Uh, it was for absinthe. I got Ooh, sugar yeah. cubes. Oh. Yeah, that's not a, weird at all. It's just a good gift. A proper absent. Yeah, but I just was confused. I wasn't oh, okay, expecting yeah. any of it. Oh. So I just had to open sugar cubes. Like, what the fuck are you giving me sugar cubes for? Did yeah. they make you open them first? Yeah. That's something yeah. people they do. They did it. They gave me like sugar cubes and then the glass and then the Balenciennes and then the spoon and then the absent. Yeah. I thought yeah. they knew you liked My Little Pony and were making a joke. <laughs> <laughs> like, Here you go. Here's some carrots, too. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like your family wouldn't often get you a strange gift. It would it would be more like somebody who doesn't really know you that well. Right. Like a Secret Santa kind of thing. As far as bad gifts, like Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks gift cards, places that I just don't Starbucks spend money. Is not, I See, I'll use a Dunkin' Donuts card for the bacon, egg, and cheese croissants. That's like, what it. That's I mean, what I'll it's use it, but it's, it's like not... It's not like I'm going yeah. out of my way. It's not like I'm a Dunkin' fiend, you yeah. know, or like I consider that to be a huge treat. I hate like, getting a Dunkin' Donuts gift card. Yeah. I don't like it. I just, I <laughs> probably eat at Dunkin' Donuts like <laughs> once or twice a year. that so funny to you? It was the malice. You, there was like I true venom like behind it. Yeah, that. I really don't like it. <laughs> taco it's Bell. thoughtless. I don't even go to Dunkin'. I never go to Dunkin' Donuts. Maybe you should. Um, anyway, we had Secret Santa at work. Here's another thing about the gift card. We had Secret Santa at work and I got this woman who was really sweet to me when I first got the job. She was like very warm and inviting to me. So I was really thoughtful about her gift, and she had this cool old car. I can't remember what it is now. It's some old muscle car, T-top something. Oh, uh, is Firebird? No, it it was a Monte Carlo, I yeah. think, because we, we yeah. talked about it. I think oh. it was a Monte Carlo. So I got her a Hot Wheels version of that car. Oh, that's a really thoughtful gift. And she, I knew she liked Hot cool. Wheels, too. So, you know, I put all this thought and effort into the gift, and then what I got was a, a, an Amazon gift card. Which just, it puts into perspective the difference between the two gifts. The Amazon gift card's great. It's practical. It's useful. I will get full value out of the money. Sure. But it's thoughtless compared to the gift that I got from Mary. You so, know? I, I a question for you. Uh, do they, do you, did, did she get that for you? Or is no, it a somebody secret? Else. Okay. So, I, I do, does everybody at work pretty much know you pretty well? Or Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I actually, mm, uh, you right? might be right. I think that the guy who got me was brand new. Oh, okay. He was the new boss, actually. Oh, gotcha. dude, I have one Secret Santa experience at my last job, and that was a weird gift. Uh, I I got this old this old woman who's super nice, and I got her raspberry cookies because I heard she liked raspberry and like stuff like that. So I got her. A nice assortment of cookies, including raspberry or whatever, just for something fun and nice. And she got me in return. She knew I play guitar, this weird guitar ornament. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's sweet. I mean, at least it it is thoughtful. Yeah. I just don't know why I felt bad about it. I'm like, eh. Like you felt like her gift wasn't good enough? No, it's good enough. It just (laughs) felt bad that I couldn't. Oh, wow. That I couldn't. That I didn't. (laughs) appreciate it well oh. just appreciate it yeah i couldn't <laughs> yeah dude. what do, what were you expecting though nothing work? 
Oh, okay. I just felt, I don't know. That's better than nothing. It was just stressful to have to do it. Like, I hate the gift-giving no, thing. Uh, I also hate giving gifts and uh, Secret Santa stuff. It is a really? inordinate amount of stress, and I hate it. Oh, yeah. wow. I, I was never really stressed at all. I was, I was excited. I was severely stressed yep. about it. Like, mm-hmm. it actually, like, it is more stress that I can't handle. Really? Yeah, I'm so I fu- love it. I'm so fucking stressed about like Christmas gifts and shit. Yeah, like, I really do as well. Yeah, I am, no, I really I'm enjoy very it. stressed out about finding stuff for uh, for my mom and my stepdad. It always wow. gives me a feeling of inadequacy. Yep, inadequacy or whatever. Yep. Really? Yeah, I can mm. never think of a good gift almost ever for huh. anybody, and it's it kills me. Wow, that's really interesting. Like, actually, like the like holidays. That's the thing about Christmas music that I hate the most is I'm always usually very very stressed. And hearing bright, cheery, happy music makes me even angrier. I cannot yeah. stand if I'm if I'm stressed God. if I'm stressed out and I hear I just want you for my own every second of the day or the waking fucking day. I want to <laughs> I slaughter human beings. It's such a good song. It makes me feel huh. better. Like no. it's like Instantly. stapling your face into a smile. It's really yes. it's bad. Yep. But it works for no. me anyway. It, I mean, it might work for you. It just feels like awful. I've I've if you can believe this, I've, I've fucking problems with my mood. But if I make a concerted effort to be in a better mood, it's wild how well it actually works. If I make a concerted effort to be in a better mood by not listening to music that makes me angry, that does work. So if I listen to angry, violent music, yeah, it relaxes me. When I, I have a, I have a really, I have a really high stress job. When I'm on my trips, it is wildly high stress. There's so much pressure. When I go in and I go in going this sucks, it's going to be great. It's amazing how much that fixes everything. You can decide to be in a good mood is what I found out, which is fucking weird. I mean, you can you can reframe stuff to some degree. Yeah. But there are certain things, I mean, I, I know it's not like that cut and dry, but for me, just going, I'm in a piss poor mood right now and I'm not going to be anymore because I'm full of shit, I guess. I don't know. Does I that mean, make if sense? that works for you, that's great. I yeah. think for, for, I don't, for me and I think for a lot of people, you you can't be that extreme about it, right? You can say, okay, I'm I'm sitting around, I'm moping. You can remind yourself, hey, this is this is temporary. Feelings are temporary. I'm going to feel better, and right. I can make myself feel a little bit better right now by doing X or whatever, sure. or listening to X music that I enjoy. That's that's great. But yeah, for me, I I'm a little bit closer to TJ. Where if I really feel down and I have to listen to like happy-go-lucky Christmas music, you know, and deal with people that are all excited and cheery and stuff, it can really make you feel, I don't know, it almost makes you, like, subconsciously double down on yeah. your misery. In like, order. really? Yeah. It, everyone huh, else yeah. is happy, and you're sitting here, and you're in a bad mood? Look at everybody. Look at how happy they are. Look at that. You Usually see, you gotta sing the mood. music. Yeah, it's almost like out of spite, and it's it's oh, not fuck. it's not healthy <laughs> Jesus, or, no. like, productive to to be like I am going to sit here and mope out of spite because all of you are happy and listening to happy Christmas music right but it's yeah it's hard I don't know yeah for me a better approach is like I don't know there, there are ways to go about it you can reframe your misery but it you know right I don't this believe that mind thing. over matter stuff it, if you tell yourself you're in a good mood when you're not it's just gonna Get worse. That's that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is yeah. is that's not a good way of, of reframing the situation. It's not to you got to like okay, getting into psychology and you know therapy, cognitive behavioral and stuff like that. I won't go too too into it, but yeah, it's you rather than 
trying to ignore and suppress your feelings, you acknowledge them, right? You say, okay, I'm noticing I have this, I'm, I'm in this bad mood. I'm feeling kind of down and depressed, but that's okay. And I, I can feel better. I will feel better if I do these things, you know, it, it, it's going to get better. That can, that can really make a big difference. But if you try to really suppress and ignore it, I'm not, there, okay. there are usually yeah. consequences to that. I'm not really trying to suppress, but especially like when it's a work thing, being around my friends is very helpful automatically. And I think that plays into it a lot. You know, it's a lot of people I like working with and they're all usually in a pretty cheery mood. But like, yeah, it, there's something to be said for, it's not me going, you know, sad, bad. Yeah, I do plenty of wallowing and that's not a bad thing. I love doing some good wallowing, listening to some Evanescence. I've been there. <laughs> oh, it's fucking great. Okay. I love, sometimes I love being in a good fucking sour mood, but that's besides the point. Yeah, there's just something to be said for, you know, forcing a smile and then getting through it. And then usually I'll feel better by the end of it, regardless. Like, I'm not going to go, I'm in a good mood now, but I'll go, all right, I got through it. It really wasn't as bad as my fucking mopey self thought it was going to be kind of thing. Yeah, I, I, I could get on board with that there's there is a little there's something to the to the whole fake it till you make it and you can it's, say i yeah. feel like shit but i'm gonna kind of go about my day as if i don't feel like shit and a lot of the time when you then you know engage in that behavior it actually changes your mood i don't know if this is going to make sense those two shots are hitting me pretty hard a lot of times people wait for a good mood to arrive but it takes more effort than that i think you can't just sit there and go i want to be in a good mood it's a yeah it's it's a double-edged sword on the one hand you don't just want to sit there and do nothing and mope but i feel like you, that's what a lot you of can also do, that's one extreme sure the other extreme again is like suppressing your your negative feelings and, that's and not trying great. to pretend like they're not real that's also i would say that's equally bad that can also have sure. consequences the middle ground, again, is is somewhere acknowledging that you don't feel great, but saying, I'm going to do this stuff I'm just going to get anyway. through it, and I'm usually gonna, I'll feel better. Yeah, I'm going to get point. through it and go about my day as if I'm not super depressed. Yeah. And, you know, that that's probably going to make a big difference, as hard as it can be. Sure. Jesus. Little little advice for the holiday blues, for what it's worth. Yeah. Blue, blue who? G -g -g. By the way, my uncle talks exactly like Dice. I forgot. He's a New York City really? fireman. He was a New York City fireman his entire life. <laughs> oh so my god. Yeah. He I, I forgot how much because the last the last time I saw my aunt and uncle was at my father's funeral. And then before that I hadn't seen him for ten years. So I this is the first time we're actually hanging out kind of in a good mood. And I was like, I forgot how much I enjoyed them. Oh, oh dude, I had uh, this apple pie moonshine. I got blackout drunk and I fell asleep during hockey. Was it all smoky? Some guy made it. Oh, so it was, oh, really? it was okay. so strong. It That's like burned crazy. my entire yeah. esophagus and I got right. shit faced immediately. And so then it was, I was like I was hung over at 11 o'clock at night. It was home done moonshine? <laughs> yeah. It was That's some dude awesome. made it and it, it so tasted good. amazing and I was like this isn't going to be very strong mm -hmm. and then I, I played Minecraft and I was like head pounding hung over at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> It was so, I, it was great. Like, this isn't me complaining. It was such a great time. My family, especially on my father's side, it's always that like prim and proper, quiet conversation thing. Yeah. Until it's like midway through eating and everyone's like drunk enough. And then it turns into like Valhalla Banquet <laughs> Hall. <laughs> and it's just loud, happy yelling and that's the best eating shitloads of food that's so that's that's living your best life actually 
on my bucket list, if I ever build a house, I want a Valhalla table. Like, seating for 20 people at least. Yeah, that is what my cool. uh, grandparents on my father's side house had. It was like, they had the living room and the kitchen. I'm on my moving my hands. You can't see this. <laughs> they had the living room and the kitchen. Um, <laughs> and uh, there was like this like uh, like six stair elevated area. And the elevated area was this massive L table that sat like 20 to 30 people. Ooh, I kind of like that. And then there was like the deck outside and they had like a giant grill. Um, but it was it was it was absolutely Valhalla banquet hall, dear. Imagine having money. Yeah, I know. Imagine yeah. being able to afford things. I know. In, in twenty twenty, I cut the part of my family out that has all the money. Ooh, <laughs> that was the wrong side. Brain. It's move. like crazy to me now that I'm becoming like getting older, looking at like all of the things that adults had when I was a kid, and like how nice they mm-hmm. look to me now. And I just, it's so, everything's so out of my price range. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. I think the modern way is I want to build a cabin very quickly and like build my own house, which is like the only way you're going to be able to do it nowadays. Yeah. Buy land and then. Yeah. Like, you're not going to be able to get a substantial amount of land with a nice done up house on it for anything affordable. It's just impossible. Right. I'm hoping someday when I have my PhD in like 10 years. PhD's nuts. I'm going to move into your basement, <laughs> yeah. Alex. Yeah, dude, let's all live in uh, Alex's basement yeah, that'd be and cool. haunt his house. I'm, I'm telling you, anyone, <laughs> any one of you rich fucks want to buy a house in the next year, just remember you can arrange it to have your mortgage paid. Like, yeah. If you have a thousand a month mortgage, just have two of us like occupy the basement. Your mortgage is nothing. Yeah. For I mean, as that's long just as you what want. being a landlord is. Yeah. But like in a, like in a good way. Not like slumlord, but just... I'm paying my mortgage with cool people rather than I have five properties all of assholes in them. Right. Yeah. And that kind of does make me sad. Recently, I am thinking that it would be really nice to own a house yeah, with, like, enough too. land to be um, somewhat secluded but not entirely secluded. Enough land to shoot on, enough land to have oh. a bare amount of land, not anything, like, massive. Like, I don't want a 30-acre fucking you- property or you, if you can find it for cheap, you should, because then you can just be like a fucking super villain in the mountains, and just That'll have funny. just have the land with the the posted signs and then like the skull and crossbone signs. Yeah, but I don't know. It would be fucking really nice. I don't even want like a house like as big as my grandparents' place, just a slightly larger than moderate sized house with enough land to shoot on. That's just, it. That's literally it. And it's. So far out of reasonable price range, you just could not. For do right that. now, I feel like, and we don't need this isn't a finance podcast, but I feel like we're reaching a not point. Not financial advice. Yeah. yeah, but it's like if if no one of a certain age range can afford a house, eventually the house the house prices are gonna have to come down because you yeah. can't sustain that well, kind of market. Here's the here's the counterbalance to that. Oh, In, it's a finance I, podcast now. I don't. Well, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm speculating because I don't know that much, but. I think that what is happening is that things are being priced appropriately for landlords to buy them up and rent them out. And those are the people that are actually buying houses are people that are buying them up as, you know, a business venture mm-hmm. to, They've to bought rent them. too many, though. There's a lot of houses, especially like in like bigger city areas like in L.A., 
a lot of people bought houses to turn into Airbnbs, and there's way too many Airbnbs for how many? Right, right. but people still need a place to live, not an Airbnb necessarily, right. but they need... And the, the, the current market in terms of a, a rent... I don't know how it is everywhere, but I it seems like in a lot of places, rent is very high and people are still having oh, to yeah. pay it, which means that there's still plenty of room for these people to buy up these houses and rent them out. And I think that that is the reality is that we are quickly and it's kind of this dystopian thing. Right. Um, the, you know, the widening of the of the gap. Merry um, Christmas. The, the destruction of the middle class, you know, yeah. where perpetually we are having people that are, can afford to rent can't afford to buy a house. All the people that can afford to buy a house are landlords, you know. You know, it's yeah. terrifying. There are people out there. There's like a TikTok trend of a woman encouraging us. There are people taking like home equity lines of credit out. So they have a house that's worth three hundred thousand. So they borrow three hundred thousand on their house to buy another house and keep going. Well, that's yeah. I mean that those sort of things can be used in people's favor, and I I just think people aren't, and myself included, educated enough to know how to work the system. Because a lot rich people don't get rich because they just make more money. It's like in how they use their assets that they already have, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Well, so you, you, need, you need also have a starting pool of money, oh, which, which you can potentially generate if you are clever or lucky or extraordinarily sure. hard a lot of that is of that. like a lot of landlords, especially that I knew out in LA, they had money and they were able to, you know, capitalize off of it. Thankfully, I mean, thankfully for them, but they're it's able like, just to lose a hundred grand and still be alive. Well, it's not even losing a hundred grand. It's putting it away and in a way that it earns money. It's like, it's, there's a real science to it. But if you're starting at actual zero, it's way fucking harder. And I feel like a lot of people don't talk about that. I just never want to do, I I don't want to think, oh, now I have money. Now I can use it. I just want to fucking have a house. I want to trade twigs for berries or whatever. I I don't want it to be that complicated for me. Jesus. Merry Christmas. Yeah, I just want to work for society and then. Be away from society. I like that Mariah Carey Christmas song. I think I it's the point. Fucking hate I it. Nah, really? it's boo boo. Fucking hate it. Nana and Kaka. Okay. Also, Mariah Carey just kind of sucks. What? Also, Mariah Carey just kind of sucks. What does that even mean? It's the only song I really know. She's just her. not that I, great. I know I know other music what is by that? her, but I, I, I don't. I still know. don't really. I don't like her voice very much. I okay, don't like fair. her songwriting very much. I don't like the production of her stuff very and she much. She looks okay. funny and she smells and bad. And she smells bad and she mean to me and she called <laughs> me stupid in, in elementary school. You know, you know what's frustrating? Hating popular things and being told, you, you just hate it because it's popular. You're stupid. And then you can dislike things for being popular because if they're popular, if Rick and Morty, everyone fucking loves Rick and Morty, then the attention gets taken away from every other show that could be good. Or if, like, uh, I don't know. Shitty, That's a shitty, shitty, effect, net, absolutely. shitty Netflix adaptations of old IPs are mm-hmm. getting in the way of new IPs coming yep. out or new animation being Absolutely. It is. And um, that's maybe, yeah, to an extent. And um, then, like, shitty pop music is taking a... Te- I mean, there is good pop trends and good pop songs, but for the most of it, it's, like, just it's taking all the attention away from other stuff well it's it's harder to argue that nowadays because some of the most popular songs over the past five years were not from major labels they were from people doing it on their own nowadays and then the industry plays the next five years of catching up to copy that and it rinses right. repeats. But that's kind of how it's always been. Yeah right? I don't I, don't, I yeah. mean whether it's been brought to you by a label or brought to you by Bandcamp. I mean it sure. is always like something crazy 
popular happens like like the trap trend it's like there's really popular trap and then now everything is just like trap rap and then think uh, of i guess i'm kind of moving away from that think, a little bit think now, about but. think about paramore um <laughs> i do often <laughs> they, their label fueled by ramen was an independent label and then, then it got bought up probably no it was created as a subsidiary or as a separate entity oh, so it was never independent it was it was independent, but it was astroturfed secretly to make it seem more independent. Sure, yeah, but like it was probably owned by Sony or thing. some shit. Yeah, that's what it was. It's subsidiaries, but it made it seem like it was... Yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't get disliking stuff for being popular. I do understand, like, this is not my taste, but I totally don't get this person is talentless, this person doesn't have value. It's like, no, you don't get popular if you don't have value. It's very subjective. Yeah, you do. You should do. And you can. Yeah. Well, what I think what kind Lil of Nas value X is, is, popular is what's debatable. People, right? if people like you, that's your value. Well, sure, but you could you could argue that someone may have value as someone who's capable of putting out a product versus someone who's capable of producing really good art. Okay. Yeah, we've we've had this conversation before. Yeah. I think that everybody's in the same. It's fucking it's exhausting. All, it's all inseparable. But we haven't done it on the podcast. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're in the same market, whether or not you know they want to appear to be. If they weren't, they wouldn't sell it. So that's my whole thing. It's like saying a really nice fashion designer or tailor or like old school clothes maker while well, they're selling it so they're the same as Walmart and in and they really are in some way yeah but it's 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 such a hard stretch to make that comparison it's it's, it's re- it, for me it's reductive right in in essence yes there is some truth to what you're saying but you you're reducing it i think that a lot of art the artist is struck with inspiration they put their passion their heart and soul for creating what they want to create and then you say okay now that i have made this creation that is my vision that's what I wanted to make. Let's see if people want to buy it. Versus what what happens a lot in the in the mainstream music industry. It's not I want to make this art that's that's beautiful. It's my original idea. It's I want to make ten million dollars. And what is the Everybody the thing? Wants to make ten million dollars. Right. But it's Absolutely it's it's the do. difference of of the goal of someone who really wants to make art that that comes from their own original creation, their own idea of what they really want to make versus someone who who's expressed purpose they don't care about expressing themselves they don't care about being original or creative or their passion for creating art it's all just a goal to make music and it's you know then you have the industry that is so heavily formulaically processing it it needs to have this beat with these characteristics it your voice needs to be auto-tuned in this way your song structure needs to sound like this your 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 chorus needs to be like this you know, or else it's not going to sell as well, and it's no longer art. It is. Sure. It is now purely yeah. a product. Okay, I, I, I find this distinction rather arbitrary. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think there's some legitimacy to what I'm saying about that? No, no there, there I, I do. I think there's a difference in how things are created, and I think it matters how things are created to an extent. Um, it's the difference between Frank Ocean and Little Nas X. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It is the difference, difference between Frank Ocean and Little Nas X. I just don't know either of them really well. Uh, Frank Ocean's like a former Odd Future person, and he has like this really interesting soul R&B okay. kind of thing going on. And Little Nas X is uh, shit for your ears. Okay. To you. He's... I- 
He's very, you know what I mean? He's very pop. Well, there's nothing wrong with enjoying a product. I don't hold it against anybody for sure. enjoying something that was designed and engineered to be a song versus. And that's where you lose you know, me because every every song is designed and engineered to be pleasing to people's ears. But to be different extents for different ears Tell for different reasons. Death grips. That's pleasing. <laughs> it's, there, there's some truth to what you're saying, but I, I just think it's kind of reductive. Billy, but. it's the difference between smashing pumpkins and Nickelback. See, I do not like Nickelback. I can't say that they're not valuable, and I can't say that they're bad. Why if not? they were bad, no one would like them. It's a good what product. What about people just have bad taste? taste. Yeah, because people enjoy listening to it. That's why it sells well. But what well. if people just have yeah. bad taste? There's nothing wrong with, there's no such thing. There's nothing wrong with, that's, with enjoying... Uh, that's subjective, man. It's a matter of opinion. Their opinion is just as valid as yours. There's nothing wrong with enjoying a product like whatever, Nickelback or whatever pop. In the same way, that there's nothing wrong if you like Bud Light or Labatt Blue. There's nothing wrong with that either but it's it's awesome. not the same as a <laughs> as a craft beer yeah, yeah right? because is, you can't be fucking snobby about it. That's not, that's what, it, the that's not what it is. No, it that is. is the difference. You can be. Why not? Why not say, oh, I like craft beer and I can't fucking stand Coors Light. That's your taste, but that's doesn't fine. mean you're right. That's fine. But, but, if when I said, you put, I, I but when you put down people who enjoy the other product or just the other product, you're just being a fucking snob. So I can't say, oh, man, Coors Light sucks. I'd be like, people like it. Why no, would no, it no. Sell? You can say it sucks, but you it sucks to you. It, sucks. it doesn't mean yeah. it's bad. It doesn't mean it's a bad product or a bad beer. I think it is because when you look at alcohol, it's something like 10% of the people who drink alcohol drink 90% of the alcohol. Like, it's scary. Like, the, the industry relies on people who are heavily alcoholics who okay. will put price above flavor every day. Like, they won't even care to drink anything better than Bud Light, Coors Light. And that's their prerogative. Yeah, but you're you do bring at up someone, a good point, though. You're looking at someone... I think alcohol is a little more diffi difficult because it's alcoholism and it's dealing with, right, I need alcohol. Yes, but that's it's a same, different no, thing. No, 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 but it's it's very connected. It's not the same in music, I don't But it, no, no, music listen, ends listen, up listen. being a personality. Uh, fuck. And that's, mood replacement. But listen, it's it's. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. That the, that, that went right. I'm over curious my head. what TJ has to say. Guys. The yeah. fucking. Di it's not that different because it's compulsion and indulgence. You indulge in something that you like versus you compulsively do it because you have to. I don't think people buy music Dude, because they have to. It's not even they close, listen, TJ. Yeah. They listen there to is, music because they have. Like, there's, again, there's Nobody no, is buying Lady Gaga because they have to. So No I, one's drinking beer because they have to. Yes, they are. What? Yeah, if, if, you, if, you are, if you are addicted to alcohol, you do need That's some kind totally of... That's totally different. Yeah. That's my point. It's different. So I do think yeah. that there's... I'm not fully on board with TJ's analogy, but I do think that there is a connection you can make here, which is that we have figured out how to engineer songs that tickle your brain juices in, in specific ways that are not really connected to appreciation of like a deeper art. Like it, when, when the song structure sounds a specific way, there's certain intervals, certain, certain rhythms, certain song structures, whatever it, it kind of brings out this reaction and then people get kind of sucked into that. And it becomes like all music. It becomes about the, the superficial pressing of your, your brain buttons versus kind it's of all music. Guess. appreciating yeah. it's it's not there's it is. there is, is deeper art in a lot of uh, music listen uh, there just is wait listen it's Billy. the difference between soul and soulless right you well, can enjoy something that is soulless but it's inherently different than something that yeah, was we're just gonna have to agree so to no listen listen people just drink beer to drink beer without fully enjoying it and without really getting any kind of experimentation think about someone who drinks Coors Light every day 
and will not drink any other beer, not even try it. It's the same. It's similar to people who will just put music on to put music on, put the radio on or put on pop. They'll hit play and let it go versus they'll hit that play and let it go. It's passive listening versus active listening to some extent, which, again, I do both. Some people are passive listeners and that's okay. NPCs. Sure. It's absolutely okay. They're just yeah, but NPCs. There's nothing wrong I with don't it. think they're any more or less valid as far as their tastes are concerned. They're not well, any less valid. Yeah, it's the same thing where you have people who will drink just whatever cheap beer and just to drink some beer. It's fine. But there's a difference when people really don't enjoy it as much or don't seek out new experiences or interesting things. It's, it's you're not, you know, again, everybody drinks stuff just to drink. You have your fireball which you always go back to is your comfort zone, which everyone has. I like it. I like the taste of it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That doesn't... uh, Yeah. I kind of get where you're going, but I just don't think... Alcohol is a really strange comparison to music because you, if you don't listen to music, you're not... You know, nothing physically is going to happen to you. And for a lot of people that do drink these cheap beers that are super cheap, they could die from uh, withdrawal. It's not the same thing. Yeah, you could you could make you could easily make the comparison with food too, though. In terms of again, you need to eat, but like what you are eating, right, is and how much you care about how how it tastes and you know all of that is how actively you are actually tasting it, or are you just sitting down in front of a TV and just eat, mowing down on whatever, not paying attention? People to People that you watch eat Family Guy, nutrient yeah. brick and water are not the same as people that eat food. See, I think they are. It's just they no. have different taste. But their taste... Nutrient can, brick. I don't say, think their taste is necessarily worse. Imagine if you had someone who was designing a house and okay. making the worst possible decisions that you could ever imagine. What does that even mean? But you see how this room has, like... I like the we'll say a house with no roof or something like that. No, let's say someone came into this room to make sure. it theirs, and they painted all the walls bright pink, the ceiling blue, the floor bright green. DJ's dogging on my plans for the basement. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, but you can say, wow, that their taste sucks. And no, everyone, I, I wouldn't even say it sucks, but it's like, that is not my taste. There's, a, say there's a huge difference. I know, but you can just say it sucks and be okay Yeah, with and it. I do, but it, like, yeah, when I, when I listen to a band I hate, it's like, oh, man, this band sucks. But it sucks to me. If, if yeah. somebody likes it, they can't be that bad. And especially with like, and it pains me to say this, you can't look at a band like Imagine Dragons and say that they're terrible. They fucking, I'll still say it every I, day. They I fucking can't suck. listen to them. But they're, they're, millions of people somehow can. Yeah, millions of people have bad taste. And I, I feel comfortable saying that because I said this to Imagine my mom. Imagine Dragons is terrible to me. They're terrible. They fucking suck. And I said this to my mom. Like, but they're not valueless. Okay. I think they're fucking worthless. And (laughs) listen, my mom said, well, what if people say the same thing about you and your music? They do every fucking day. Everyone hates my music and I get the fuck over it. I can say something fucking blows dickhead and just fucking (laughs) deal with it. Like imagine dragons. It's a nomenclature thing at that point. I I understand what you're saying. It's yeah. 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 So we, we went into the thing. We did, we did the, we did our music break. Um, Yeah. If you listen to Imagine what Dragons, is, uh, you should. What is the most objectively awful thing you can think of? Would, for music or just... Or whatever. Yeah, music, sure. Because we're talking about that. Objectively most, awful? The most objectively awful I don't think awful can be Yeah, I don't think there's subjectively awful. Yeah, I, I, would, I would agree that you can't be objective. 
about about something like music. Yeah, this is the basis of the argument: is that Alec thinks that op- opinion can be objective, and it just can't. Inher- just inherently, opinion can't be objective. You can right. even argue That's that the point. that humans are not capable of being objective, even when we think we're being objective. We think science. A lot of people think science is objective. It's not. Um, you know, even well. It, even in terms of like just the research questions that are being asked and how we interpret the results of studies there's is very subjective. I understand there's, what you yeah. mean. So there's, there's really no such thing as ob- objectivity, especially in art. The term Determining objectivity is just subjective. I think you could say... <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> I think there are certain things that you could be more relatively objective about than others with music. You could, you could say things like how skilled and fast and interesting skilled is another thing that I don't really fast is also useless you could, to me I think you could yeah. say technically proficient um, could be kind yes. of sort of relatively objective again not, yeah. not truly objective but you can you can hear when someone has really excellent musicianship and they can play really complex See, th- I don't call that things. I don't call proficiency excellent musicianship because sometimes people that are very proficient write shit that sounds terrible I would to say me. that's that's being a bad artist for you it's a bad artist they're still very skilled they're still very technically proficient at music sure, and at yeah. their at their instrument you don't like what they've written because for you it's not good art sure I, that's the I, distinction I'll accept that, that I that's why make. that's why I don't call them excellent I can say they're proficient I feel like excellent proficient yeah. are totally different proficient things. Well, I think is more sub, is more objective it's still not objective it's more objective. no it's it's measuring you know whatever how many downstrokes in a minute you can measure it I understand what you mean how there. tight are they rhythmically how how clean and consistent are their sound dynamics you know things like that yeah or, which so, doesn't make them any better or worse are, i me. guess are they achieving what they want to achieve do well, they have the proficiency was, to pull off what they're trying to do i'm gonna say intention matters right like there's a difference between making something that is rough and kind of sounds bad because right. you don't know how to make it any other way versus something like like igor where it's rough and it's mixed kind of weird intentionally because that is point of it sounding that way. And would you want it any other way? Igor is still yeah. very tight. No, that's what I mean though. It's but like it, the intention the mixing, is rough, the mixing yeah. is rough and weird and not quite what you would really expect, but it's the intention of it to be sounding that way. It's imperfect but, but like perfect for what it's trying to do. E- sure. Even going back to like Cherry Bomb, where it's rough because it kind of sounds Amateurish, and it probably wasn't the intention to make it sound quite so rough. Or like pick anything else, right? Where it doesn't quite sound like it's mixed very well, or things are very muddy. Is it the intention for it to sound that way, or is it bad because you don't know how to make anything else other than something bad? And that's a big thing in black, like early black metal was recorded like shit, but that actually worked in its favor. Yeah, no, people, people like to this day, they're trying to make it sound like it came off of a cassette tape. Like, people like that sound for whatever reason. That could be nostalgia, but it also doesn't matter why. Like it affects they, the mood. Yeah, yeah. But, like it was recorded in a basement with, like, yeah, whatever. It, it was recorded in some kind of has... cum dungeon in a basement of a house. Yeah. yeah. With um, exposed insulation. <laughs> and spiders. And, yeah. and, and it's guns. everything's wet for yeah. some reason. <laughs> the relative humidity is, like, 85. What sound of that reverb? There are stairs to the basement, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I miss it already. I guess I, here's the thing. I when I listen to music, 
I look for one thing, and that is that I, I want to listen to something that elicits a strong emotional response to me. And that can mean a million different things. It can mean a million different things, and it is not tied to a musician's technical skill. Never. There's only one thing that matters to me, right? And that is the emotional response that I receive from hearing that music. Everything else to me is irrelevant. I do not care. It's yeah. the one thing I look for, you know? Yep. It's it's tough as to say, like, the pop music is, yeah, with product versus art, for a lot of people who make more to the art side of things, they are pushing out a very strong emotion or capturing a strong emotion in their music versus with pop music, the objective doesn't become as much push out your strong emotion and have it a strong emotional response. You have less of a gamble on a weaker emotional response like Christmas music. It's a guaranteed emotional response that takes advantage of, well, I've heard this song I, since I, I, I was disagree. five. Right, I disagree. All right. Yeah. Um, I think I think I think most people are kind of underestimating what goes into one making music to begin with, but two making music at a high level that a lot of people will listen to. Like I think people they're like, oh, they're successful, so they they don't know anything about writing. They're just trying to make a product. I don't think it's that cut and dry. I think most people would say that C is pretty. She's good, but she wrote pop music for a million other people before she broke out on her own. And like the inverse of that, like. Linda Perry is one of the most successful music artists of the past 20-something years. She did the... But also, she wrote that beautiful song by Christina Aguilera. Like, I, I think people underestimate what writers of pop music actually do because yeah. it's something they don't like. Well, I think, like, for there's a lot of really good examples of people who write really good pop music, and there's a lot of interesting science behind it. And there's a lot of people who write... There's a lot of pop musicians who just hit and make a really good timeless song like so many michael jackson songs that so much go into production wise and yeah. writing wise it, it, yeah it comes down to people's taste and i think most yeah. people don't i think most i was still saying that i think a lot of pop artists today don't even come like a lot of it at least I mean, Not it's a all different era too right like when michael jackson was like pop music it it wasn't engineered in quite the same way. It had I'd more of, that, yeah. yeah. It, it's it wasn't quite so controlled. I imagine he had more to do with the final product versus me, a label or an, and and a sound engineer. That I Mike, really, you know, to me, I mean, Michael Jackson's not, music is is art that sold really well yeah. as a product. Yeah, and it's great when that can happen. <laughs> um, I I wouldn't say. To your point, Billy, I wouldn't say that I think that making a pop music product is in any way skillless. I think there is a lot of skill and even creativity that goes into it. Sure. I just think it's a very different kind of skill and creativity. Again, you know. Than yeah, I think building, it comes from the same place. It's building a house and garage that looks the same to the one next to it versus building a sculpture. Yeah, I don't agree with that. There, it's, it's a whole spectrum that goes back and forth of. Yeah. I just don't know if I agree with that. It's en it, but it's engineering versus art, and there's always a balance in everything. But art for the masses is still art, and it comes from the same place as you know art for I guess twenty people. It can have more. Everybody that, by the way, writes any song, they would like to be where Taylor Swift is. I'm pretty sure the only people that go, oh, I didn't want to get that big, didn't get that big. There's no one that got massive aside from a few that went, I got too big. But you also have to consider, I, I definitely agree that everyone would like for whatever they produce to be extremely popular and to, and to become wealthy and, and, you know, 
and well-known off of it and well-respected and all that. But you have to consider the approach of someone who makes black metal or death metal. If their true goal was just to get as famous and wealthy as possible, they would not be making black metal. They would be making something else. They are making what they want to make because they're passionate about it, they enjoy making it, and they're hoping to do as well as they can in that context. That's every music writer, I believe. But nobody is stupid enough to look at the breakdown of what people are buying and listening to and think, yes, my best shot at becoming a famous multimillionaire musician slash artist is to make black metal. Nobody is stupid so, enough to think well, that. Well, no, and I think, I think, so you would agree that more people listen to pop music than any other music. My point is most people growing up have listened to pop music. So I think the reason why there are so many people that like want to get into pop is because they grew up with pop and they like pop more than most music because that's what they were exposed to. It's not because I'm going to, I want to make money and this is the way to go. I think most people that write pop music just really enjoyed pop music growing up. I don't think people get into music and go, which is the way that I can make the most money? And if they do, they get nowhere, by the way. Mm, I don't know about that. I don't know if I agree with that. Pop music is what is popular. Yes. And there's a thing where there's always a cycle where people finally hit the right curve and the right balance between art and product, and it becomes popular. And then there's... The rest, like 95% of the pop industry is always playing catch up and trying just to sell off that trend. They're always sure. behind the curve and there's people in the curve, like creating that those waves. So you have it's the same thing with like housing, the housing market. You have all these this whole industry with their resources controlling all the housing and all the things that are being built to the point where it's really hard for someone who's on the bottom rung just to have a house or just to afford to rent or just afford to be able to keep doing what they're doing. And that's why uh, I that's why I get, you know, upset sometimes. I I don't know. And I think maybe 15 years ago I would have agreed. But I feel like people in the music industry and I mean the industry, meaning the monoliths of fucking they're trying to play catch up more now than ever because they are so out of touch and more people are making way more music on their own that actually hits with no backing at all. Which is great, but I still think the majority of the money, every I think everything's still locked down. Everything is still under control. They are playing catch up still, but they still have so much control because they own the platforms. It's not as... I get, I get what you mean. Yeah. No, I, I understand what you mean from that side of it where they, they kind of control, but it's like... You know, they're not really controlling what gets popular on TikTok right now. They're controlling what goes on the radio and TV and shit that younger people don't use anymore. Um, they're, they're losing more control no. every year. They just are. No. Um, Spotify and TikTok and YouTube algorithms are doing that catch-up work for them. Uh -huh. They are absolutely controlling what's happening. Not in the sense that we have these 10 artists... And that's what we're going to give to radio stations. It's just a different form of it, but it's exactly the same. They're still it winning. isn't more or less. They're still winning by the percentages, yeah. which is where it counts, which is where they make the money, which is why it's hard for artists to even, in some ways, just find space to play and practice. So, see, so. that's that's, and we, we, you know, we can wrap this up here shortly. But it's like yeah. it definitely is easier to make music now than it ever has been. You don't have to pay money to make shit if you have a phone. 
it's easier to make music. It's harder to be. I don't know. At least around here, there it's was really this time hard. in the '90s when every band would get signed if they sounded similar to another band. Nobody's getting signed now at the rate that they were, say, in the '90s or '80s. Yeah, and that's difficult. No, well, no, because it's like they would sign 20, 30, 50 bands hoping that one would hit. Like you would get signed, but then you wouldn't. Nothing would happen. Yeah. With you. And now they're engineering pop stars or pick or picking and choosing and signing the cream. Who from this new crop is popular? Taylor Swift has been around for almost 15 years. Well, again, the latest trend has been Trap. And are they are major studios making that? Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I'm just yeah. out of touch, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. I could very much be out of touch. Lil Nas X is probably the example that I would always gravitate to because it's really lame-ass, and it's... Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't sparkle with you. Yeah, it does not please. It sparkles and sparkle. with a lot of people. What's though. that? What's the sound thing? If it pleases and sparkles, is that what it is? I, I, it, that I think right. I think that sounds right. Yeah, it doesn't please and sparkle, but uh, it's just uh, doo doo sauce, to and you. it's uh, but it's yeah, to but you. my opinions it, are objective. No, it's so uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean you you Whatever. represent. I don't know. It's a I, I communication's not my strong suit. I get, uh, I get what you're saying. It's just you don't think it's good art, but millions of people like it. Yeah, and that that means it, it inherently has some sort of value. I like these little Nas X songs. I listen to them like they're potato chips. I just can't stop. <laughs> I love these Taylor Swift songs. You say Merry, Merry Christmas I eat them like they're potato it. chips. Yeah. Okay. Merry Christmas. Yeah. We didn't talk about Christmas. And <laughs> have a happy New Year. We did yeah. talk about Christmas actually. For a, For a little bit, yeah. For a little bit. All right, yeah. let's go to dinner. I'm, yeah, I'm actually really starving, yeah. Yeah, let's have fun. <laughs>